Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Second Estate. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Sarah Bale. I'm Hannah Seymour, and in today's episode, we're discussing Dakota Johnson saying that making the film Fifty Shades of Grey was, quote, psychotic, uh, Charlie XCX's Roblox Metaverse concert, and the rise of skincare as the latest in toxic wellness culture. Um, yeah. Do you ever notice sometimes I put different inflection on the... Welcome back to the second estate. Like, sometimes I'll... No. Can't say I've ever noticed. <laughs> Is that an Listeners, intentional artistic... You, uh, no. Artistic. I think sometimes... Do you ever have this thing where sometimes you're reading a sentence out loud and you begin to get ahead of yourself in terms of um, yes. pace? Yep. And you're like, fuck, I've just got to keep rolling with the tone and the cadence yeah, it's I've awkward. set. Yeah, it's not, it's not quite the normal way a human mm. would express the <laughs> yeah. phrase. So sometimes um, that happens. Yep. Oh, um, just burped. That's an early one today. Um, yeah, no, I yep. do. I get that. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm reading my notes, I mean, often it's when I'm reading my notes and I realize they don't make sense. Mm-hmm. And so I have to like salvage the end of the sentence. Go, all right, no, uh, this is when I stop making sense. So I'm just going to like pretend that this had a end point that was logical. Yeah, um, yeah, I feel you. Maybe the, the fun game for the listeners can be to guess how many times that happens in this episode. I I reckon that happens nearly every time I'm trying to make a point. Because <laughs> I'm sort of reading the first bit of the sentence. And then I'm like, I'll just wing the rest of it. Um, yeah. Should we tell them that um, you're leaving us? Yeah. So uh, Tuesday, I will be flying off to Los Angeles. Very exciting. Um, but yeah. it does mean that we're, we will still be doing... We, we will still be doing episodes, but yeah. it's going to probably be more on a fortnightly basis than yeah. weekly just because um, we looked at my calendar and unless you guys want an episode live from like in the middle of a hostel in Mexico, then... Um, they will want that. They will want that. And no, I'm not giving that to you. Like, yeah, I'm just, it's too it's, stressful. It's just, I don't want... Like, it, we need... There needs to be some level of privacy, so... Um, <laughs> also, yeah, I think... Um, it's just we fuck up the tech, the tech aspects of this when we're at the comfort of our own homes. Let alone, let alone when you're in a hostel in Mexico. I think that's. Our, I swear to be. God, something goes wrong every single time. Yeah. Like last week, I was unable to upload. I still haven't because I've been very busy trying to plan this mm. trip. Um, I still haven't been able to figure this out. But every time I upload um, videos to TikTok, that is completely out of sync. I and can like, try if you need me to. No, it's I'll yeah. I'll figure it out this this afternoon. <laughs> As you know, I've had a bit of a stressful day, yeah. so I just um, I will get around to it. But it's more just that where it's like there's just absolutely no reason that the TikToks should be uploading like that, and yet of no. course they are because it yeah. couldn't just be straightforward. Normal. So um, no, yeah, and um, yeah. Last week we also had some other video problems as well. Your video I'm, just deleted itself. It just deleted right? itself, and then it came back uh, today. It's actually, a, it's when got I saw playing it. a game, it is playing a game. It's playing hard to get. Hide oh. and see. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the episodes will be yeah probably more like fortnightly and not always like released on a Monday as well. Like it sometimes might be random yes. days. We might mm-hmm. try to get you some some maybe we'll aim for like weekly at some point, but or like not necessarily weekly, but some you might get one a week. 
but then it mm-hmm. might be one of four. It's just going to be a little more ad hoc, guys. Yeah. You can't rely on us like you've always relied on us. We've been there for you. It's actually nearly two years since the start of the second estate, yep. which is crazy. And we have um, done it. We have a break over summer. For how yeah. long do we usually break for? Like three weeks. Oh, pff, me two months, three weeks. Three Literally, years. other than that, and we every eight weeks we have a break, but other than that, we do it every week, which is actually quite huge. an achievement. It's a huge achievement. So this is the first time, like, we've, you know, Hannah's going to be away and then a couple of weeks later mm. I'll be away um, and then we'll meet up and we'll be able to record and stuff. But we've just – you guys have got to be kind. Yeah. We've made this podcast through, like, genuine trauma. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, fully when we we're have. like, we should not be doing a podcast right now. And we don't. No, no, no. So, yeah. And it's all for you. It's all for it's the listeners. You, it's you. It's, it's all, all for you. you. Everything, Everything I, I do. do. I'm singing this to Alfie. You haven't. You're not going to say goodbye to Alfie. You won't see him. Are you upset about that? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, not really. Like, I oh. love Alfie, but like, I'm. Yeah. It'll be exactly the same when I come back. I'm not like. Um, what if he forgets you? Um, I don't think he will. Alfie does this thing just so that. everybody knows when we record at my place. Um. If I start setting up, Alfie knows that means Hannah's coming. So then he sits and cries at the door for Hannah. He loves me. It's actually quite cute. He just sits there and cries cute. for her um, yeah. because he knows he knows what up. Yeah. He's so intuitive. He's just he's very clever. so human like. Um, he's so human like. It's it's scary, honestly. It is. He's almost um, animatronic. Oh, good. What Siri's just turned on. Sorry, oh, I didn't. It's okay. I don't think it did anything. I'm using my mum's AirPods and it just activated theory so that's she's also like somehow connecting to them no yeah no literally like the tech (laughs) issue with me right now i'm using my mum's laptop charger and her airpods because i just like before we went to record i was like great my my headphones have disappeared um they just they ran away i hate they ran away hide and seek i want to get some airpods actually i've got jabras now oh you do too thanks to our our good friend um edward who works at jabra but yeah i had to I, well, because also I wanted ones that are actually like sweat proof. Yeah, that's what I have. I like Beats. Beats. Beats by Dre. Um, <laughs> that's literally what they are. The other thing I wanted to tell you is I've got, I got a top up of Botox yeah. last week. Yeah. And it takes a while for it to settle in. And mm-hmm. it always looks whack when it's still settling in. But if anyone could notice, this eyebrow is still moving and this one isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like in a permanent like... It's like I can move that eyebrow up, but I can't move the other one. That's so funny. <laughs> so I noticed it last night. I was like, cool. I'm really no hoping No time to fix that. In all your photos, you've got one eyebrow up like you're doing like some surprise look. <laughs> Slightly raised. Um, yeah. You know, the, nice. the legend who I go um, get Botox with was like, if you need to come in on Monday just for any fix-ups, just let me know. <laughs> so might have to do a last-minute pre-trip Botox um, yeah, pop-up. But anyway, I just thought that was funny. So if anyone noticed That any, is funny. I can't – it's not action. as clear on – because I'm looking at you on the Zoom camera, but I'm right, sure that for on, the listeners on yeah. your on your camera camera, they'll be able to – the watchers. And in person, it's a bit of fun. So yeah. um, If you guys want to go see a freak show, Hannah will, Hannah will be standing outside um, the airport Tuesday morning. doing For 20 cents, she'll show you her weird eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I will. You can uh, save up some we... money to buy a bottle of water on the plane. Exactly right. Yeah. That's a really good idea. Um, before you actually start the podcast, just some mm. notable mentions. Oh yeah, uh, the Barbie set has been the talk of the town yes. this week. Obviously, it wasn't that wasn't enough of like a a story. Sorry, I'm yawning. A story to actually um, 
cover. But um, what were your thoughts on the pieces of Barbie movie that we've seen? I'm looking forward to finding out what the plot is. So am I. I there saw has been America some Ferreira information. was there. Yes. Yep. I like America um, Ferreira. I do too. I think the plot is that she leaves Barbie town. It's. I think it's a oh. bit like um. What's the movie with Tyra Banks in it? Life size. Life size. I think it might be a similar plot where she like enters the real world. Like Enchanted. Yeah. Love that movie. Yeah, great movie. Um, but yeah, the other the other talk of it is that that. Ryan Gosling looks like her dad. Yeah. Which, look, he's 10 years older. He's he not doesn't like, look like, like her dad, no. It's, no, people yeah. are acting as though he's like, you know, 20 to 30 years older than Margot Robbie. Like, he's, he's like 40. Yeah, yeah, like he's like 40. 40 is also like not that old. Like, yeah, he doesn't no. look probably a bit old to play Ken, but like yeah. Margot Robbie's 30. So it's like, but I just loved all, pe- all these people making comments about him looking like her dad. I'm like, do people like know how old? Dads, dads are. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dads of 30-year-olds. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, they're not Ryan Gosling's age, trust no, me. No, they're um, well in almost 70. Yes. I would say. Yep. So that's yep. something. Um, other thing is that Cameron Diaz has announced she's coming out of retirement. Oh, that's huge. Going to be in an um, action rom-com. Which is really, really what she's born to do. Exactly right. Have you ever seen Night and Day? Yeah, we had this discussion. Yeah, or are we just repeating night? it? Whatever. I just thought yeah. we should repeat it for the listeners. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yes, I have, but um, years ago. Yes, yeah, not good. Um, no, but I love both Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz, so I pretend yeah. it's good. It's one of those movies that's like, um, every it's completely forgettable. It, it, yeah. You just wouldn't even know what it's about or anything, but because it has Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz, it's sort of salvaged somehow. Yeah. Have you ever seen the one with Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt? Which one is that? It's I can't remember. Then Elysium. No, that's absolutely not what it's no, called. No, that's, um, that's Emily a different. Bunch, I feel like is in that though. Maybe no. It's a different. What the fuck is it called? It's one where like he gets stuck in like a time loop situation. I love the oh, and the vibe it is already. such a good fucking movie. Random yeah. as, but it is so good, so good. I really I feel recommend like I know it. the movie you're talking about. Yeah, there's some robots or aliens yeah. Okay, or I also yeah. love Emily Blunt. Yeah, I love Emily Blunt as well. And they yeah. are, it's really good, that movie. Okay. So. <laughs> Recommendation of the week, movie. Hang on, wait. For some reason, your audio is gone, Hannah. Hannah, your audio is gone. <laughs> um, sorry, everyone. We just had a bit of a technical difficulty. All of a sudden, we couldn't hear each other. But the show must go on. Yeah. Uh, so. We still can't hear each other. <laughs> yeah, we're both, we're both just going to be waiting until the other stops speaking, making our points, but having yeah. no actual interaction with each other okay yes so dakota john <laughs> dakota johnson has made headlines this week after talking about the experience she had during the making of 50 shades of gray specifically with el james who is the author of the book so dakota johnson was quoted in vanity fair saying i signed up to do a very different version of the film we ended up making we do the takes of the movie that erica wanted to make and then we would do the takes of the movie that we wanted to make end quote um, she also talked about how she would end up um, rewriting scenes of the script and then they'd try and they were basically trying to salvage the movie that they wanted to make because of how controlling the author was being. So this got us thinking about the complications of adapting books into films. 
And also what happens when actors get stuck in contracts and become the face of franchises that they don't necessarily want to be a part of anymore. Um, Sarah, where do you want to start with this? Well, I mean, I guess just touching quickly on the on the actors becoming uh, faces of franchises mm. that they don't want to, and you know, it I guess it happens with musicians as well, like One Direction or something, where they get stuck in you know boy totally. bands and things like that. But I think Dakota Johnson's situation is unique because most actors get stuck in franchises or like TV series like Riverdale or something like The Hunger Games totally. or something like mm. Harry Potter, where it is a launching pad usually for a bigger career for them. Like usually it is a good thing. It just sucks because they get stuck in it for a little bit too long and mm-hmm. the content sucks. But for Dakota Johnson, like being stuck in Fifty Shades of Grey, that trilogy is a little different because it's such a specific kind of movie and I yep. think it, it positioned her not as like a, a necessarily like a young actress on on the rise but the girl from the from the porn movies kind of thing or the girl but, from yes. like the smart mm-hmm. movies rather than mm-hmm. like you know oh yeah she started on Gossip Girl and now she's you know what I mean like it's sort of yeah. it, it, it definitely painted her with a bit of a, a different um, look or something to everybody else or a different vibe and so I think it's taken her a lot longer to be able to use those as like a jumping off point for mega stardom or being really successful when I do think she's actually an incredibly good actress. I really like mm-hmm. Dakota Johnson, but mm. yeah, I think that that um, hindered her career more than just a regular teen show or Hunger Games, trill- you know what I mean? Like th- yeah. then that would normally. Well, I think it's interesting with, I mean, obviously the example like, we think of is Riverdale just because yeah. it's clear – so clear that the cast sorry i'm yawning so much but it's so clear that the cast like are no longer interested in being part of this show yeah um but they just don't really have a way of getting out um but ultimately they are the ones that are kind of ridiculed for it like they will say oh the writers are shit yeah but, like cole sprouse is still kind of, is the face of the one that the person that's saying um i'm, weir- I'm a weirdo I'm a weirdo. yeah yeah because he's yeah, having a do- yeah. He's having to deliver those lines. So um, I guess it's – but like you said, it's way more intense with Dakota Johnson because she is the face of this movie that's like going to be ma- – at the time was going to be massive but mm. also was going to show her in an incredibly like specific and vulnerable light yes. um, doing some pretty crazy shit on screen. So she had a lot more probably at stake or to lose yeah. in it being – bad basically yeah definitely I think yeah I feel like you know comparably comparatively you might look at like Jennifer Lawrence in the Hunger Game movies and Mm -hmm. and the size of the series turned into film franchise was probably the same between Fifty Shades of Grey and the Hunger Games but two opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of content and one was respectable enough to allow Jennifer Lawrence to go on and be like the highest paid actress in Hollywood and one was not in the case Mm -hmm. of Dakota Johnson Yeah. yeah Yeah. I, did you think it was interesting? Because um, originally Charlie Hannum is that his name or Hannum? I think it's Hannum. Yeah. Uh, was was meant to be was meant to play um, the Christian Gray. On, Christian Gray. That's the name. Mm. And um, he ended up dropping out of the film due to apparently scheduling conflicts. Mm. And then E. L. James, the author, was so angry that she threw out the script. Like this is what this is what Dakota Johnson said, and so. Mm. The script was thrown out, but the script was what Dakota Johnson had signed, signed up yeah. to do. So once that was scrapped, I think there was um, 
that was when shit hit the fan because the movie changed what yeah. the movie was going to be. Um, and the, I, I found this super interesting, the idea of the author having like, because one of Dakota Johnson's quotes was, she had a lot of creative control all day, every day, and she just demanded that certain things happen. There were parts of the books that just wouldn't work in a movie, like the inner monologue, which was at times incredibly cheesy. Mm. Like it's just wild to me to think that the author could be like, on the set kind of like making these decisions when there's fully a director and a screenwriter involved and everything. Yeah. No, um, it is – it's very strange and I imagine what happened was in order for her to sell the rights to the studio to make the, the books into films, um, she demanded extremely yeah. high creative control over the yeah. process, which nine out of ten times is probably a mistake. Yeah. Especially, yeah. especially considering Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fan fiction. Yeah. So, like, when I guess if you really think about it in that context, like the author of what is essentially like smutty Twilight fan fiction, mm-hmm. allowing them to run a film set, yeah, it could only have gone bad. <laughs> like, I'm just think about think about anyone yeah. who writes weird fan fiction, like, yeah. and then think about letting them make a movie. No, yeah. I don't no, think that's right. No. I don't no. think I, they stay on the internet for a reason. Yeah, it's but best. also like. Yeah, I mean, I think also, um, the, the like the often regardless of whether it's somebody who's a fan fiction writer or just an author in general, is that they're incredibly close to the original material, yeah. and like making a book work, the narrative of a book work is a very different beast to making a film work. Like, there's just yeah. some things that. I guess the inner monologue was an example, but I'm sure it was cheesy in the book too. It's like, oh yeah, but it's just that like some so the way of storytelling works in books is different because you have can have different, more detail like access to sort mm-hmm. of multiple inner monologues or whatever. Like that, totally. that's just different and harder to portray in film. And so, like, I feel like writers probably just have to relinquish that control and allow allow for people who are good at, ma- at movie making to help turn their work into something else definitely Um, well i think you know there are people who are exceptionally good at making movies and there are people who are exceptionally good at writing twilight fan fiction and those people are unlikely to be the same the venn Um, diagram is two separate circles with no space (laughs) exactly right and that's fine um but i do think yeah i agree with you i think um i think I, i you know i understand i can imagine people on the internet would probably take a take a different viewpoint of of this but um just knowing people online but like i feel like people would be like no the the um original author deserves all the credit and they should have all the final say on blah 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 Mm. and i'm like maybe they can have like a a co-producing role or something you know small which means nothing but like to have allow them full creative control over a process which they don't really understand i think is not good no I think like definitely input's important because obviously yeah. they created this, the world and the narrative mm. and the story, especially if it comes to things like, you know, Harry Potter, mm. where like, I mean, I'm not actually not sure how much creative control JK Rowling had, but um, mm. in worlds like that, where having, you know, input from JK Rowling in terms yeah. of like how she imagined certain things to look totally. would probably be helpful. Definitely. But But it's a fantasy world. It's a completely different world. You know, there's no basis. Yeah. Exactly right. Exactly. Whereas something like this is like, there's not a great deal happening that some people would be like, what do the goblins look like? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, totally. 
the other thing I thought she said was interesting was because the first film had a female director. Um, mm-hmm. What's her name again? Something Taylor Johnson. Anyway, I, don't know. I only know who she is because Aaron Taylor Johnson married her. Remember that? Oh, right. Yeah. Don't anyway, um, Angus Songs and Perfect Snogging. I know him. You know him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, just one of my fun fun facts. But she directed the first film and then it was male directors after that. Yeah, right. And Dakota Johnson also made the point about how much that changed mm. what the experience of making it was like, which I thought was just like, I don't know, like it, it makes you kind of thinking about all this stuff and realising how stressful the experience, it sounds like the experience was mm. being an actor in that environment, especially I guess I think being a woman and being yeah. in that environment as well. Just like how it's incredible that the movies kind of you just wouldn't have known that they got yeah, made no. and they were they were successful and it was fine that that was what the environment was like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's funny. No, it's I, I think um you I guess when you think about those kinds of scenes, you ex, the expectation is that creating them is almost quite clinical totally. because there's yeah. so many people around, like really like full on sex scenes essentially what what she had to do and like I, I think most of them were nude I've, I haven't even seen any of the f- I've seen half of the first 50 shades of gray movie I haven't seen them but I haven't I seen any of the others address that. yeah no but I'm like I've seen yeah I reckon about half I feel like yeah and um and yeah the, those kinds of scenes where it's like it's pretty much full nudity at least for her I think I don't know about him but um because there's so many people on set and there's so many they're using like tools and things like that yeah. and there's so much like going on and it's highly scripted and like half and of choreographed too. choreographed like right choreographed, exactly yeah. exactly and there's like you know multiple stop downs for camera changes blah 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 mm-hmm. all this stuff you expect mm-hmm. it to be highly clinical and as a result not um obviously not a sexy environment but maybe also not an environment in which there's potential to feel uncomfortable. Obviously you're going to anyway because it's like a nude yeah. scene and you're simulating sex, but but it sounds like this was like there was no care sort of taken which, um, yeah. versus something like what you hear about like on normal people or whatever that other yeah. conversations with friends where they have like intimacy yeah. coordinators and I wonder mm-hmm. if it was the same the same situation there if it was literally just like Dakota Johnson just sitting there wait you know like sitting there where no one really giving a fuck about how she felt in that scenario but she her interview she spoke very like diplomatically very like a very prepared political answer almost in the way that she responded um so I really want I would love to know what it was actually like yeah, I mean, she did make the point at the end where she was like, she has a lot of respect for E.L. James and she's mm-hmm. so grateful and that kind of stuff. But it does, based on what she said, it does sound like she was a nightmare to work with. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what does E.L. Makes, James look like? No idea. But it does make you wonder with, um, like, if they were, because she's saying that they were filming one take and then filming another take of what they actually wanted to make. Yeah. It makes you wonder which parts of the movie were did they was it like a hodgepodge kind of like patchwork no, totally. of, of what what was intended to be there originally and then things that were added in like how did the movie end up getting made if it was if there was that much creative disagreement and if they were doing versions of scenes and for some for whatever yeah. reason um Dakota Johnson is 
changing scripts the night before. Like it just, yeah, I know, yeah. it's it's so disorganized and bizarre. Like I know. Well, maybe who allowed yeah. her to st- to be rewriting scripts as the lead actress? Like that's bizarre, right? Uh, yeah, no, it is bizarre. I mean, some actors will come in and sort of change a few things here and there, right. lines by being like, I feel like my character would say it this way, or this way, or whatever. Yeah, but. For her to be like, this script is so fucking shit that yeah. I have to go and rewrite it at night and then like them filming two different types of scene, it would have been the most confusing, particularly for an actor, most confusing project to ever work on to like film basically in two different ways or almost as two different characters. I wonder yeah. what happened in the edit and how much uh, control E.L. James had on the edit because it would have mm-hmm. all been contracted, I guess, how how much involvement she was allowed to have. And yeah. yeah, I wonder how much get, got left on the cutting room floor of a movie totally. that was potentially like way better. Um, yeah, like which know. part? Which parts did we end up getting? You know? Yeah, and what, yeah. What, what? What? What was this movie meant to be? And what compared to what it ended up being? You know? Well, I think in did, to think about. Dakota say like the the one scene that was left the way that they want that she wanted it and the director or whatever wanted it was when they were negotiating the terms of the yeah, contract or whatever. Because not that I have ri- any idea what that scene is. Lol. Yeah, but that was the original. Um, there was an original screenwriter who left yeah. the project. Um, so he right. apparently wrote that scene. Do you reckon he left um, it because E.L. James was so full on? Probably. Did E.L. James name herself E.L. James so she could mimic J.K. Rowling? Probably. Yeah. Sounds like something a fan fiction writer would do. It makes E.L. James does sound like a a writer's name. Like you can imagine yeah. somebody being like, this sounds rightly. Her real name's like Ellie Lou Erica. or something. It's Erica. Oh, is it? Ellie yeah. Lou? <laughs> I don't know what the L L stands for. I'm just trying to think of something that would be like silly that she would want to like not have as her name. Um. <laughs> yeah. Hang on. Oh, sorry, I've just lost my notes. Okay, should we? Um, I almost accidentally left the Zoom meeting. That would have been fun. You um, should have just seen. We should could have restarted this again for a third time. That would have been really good. Should we move on? Um, yeah, I just wanted to say one quick note is that like book adaptations in general, I'm finding and are becoming exhausting, particularly as the mini series is becoming their like so go to format. Mm-hmm. Um, my housemate the other day was watching one. I can't remember. It's British. I don't know. It's a new one. I think it's on Stan. Um, and I was just like, I don't know. I haven't read this book. I'm like tuning in and out as she's watching it on the TV in the living room of this show, but I just know that it sucks. Not Dolly Alderton, everything you know about love. Yeah. Yeah. That. Apparently, I thought I heard it was good. No? I don't know, but I was tuning in for like five minute intervals and I was like, I hate this. Oh my God. Hang on. Because that, I think the original book is like a, is a memoir. Yes, it is. But they've fleshed it um, out to become a series. Yeah, okay. With like right. other things that didn't happen in the book. I don't fucking know. Anyway, I was just watching it and I was just like, bring back the gatekeepers. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. No, the mini series thing is so true. Like, and also just like which books should become films. Yeah. You know, like it's it's interesting or, or TV series, but it's interesting like even how um, you made this point to me actually, but The Handmaid's Tale, mm. the first season is so good. And well, then it had like, material. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So sometimes like adaptations into series can be fantastic. Yeah. But as soon as they try to um, continue that story past season one, like I personally – started watching season two and I I just couldn't do it. Like I no, watched neither. two episodes and I just thought this actually just 
it's lost its you've lost all hope yeah and so and i also knew there were several seasons after so i was like okay so she's not getting out and i can't bring myself to continue this but the reason that it didn't work is because they didn't stick to that would have been so good if they just ended it after the first season yeah like yeah, a mini series. Well, it's like Big, Big Little Lies is a good example of this as well. I reckon mm. one of the most perfect self-contained seasons of, of, of right. TV achieved exactly what a beautiful style, like, you know, still like had this maintained an element of trashiness, but just the right amount that felt and it felt elevated and it felt mm-hmm. like, you know, and the book is much trashier than the show, which often never happens. Oh, really? Yeah, mm. but um, but – Really, just excellent, like adaptation, basically to yeah. screen. Um, and uh, and then they went ahead and made a second series. And the second, I think I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but mm. the second series was directed by a different director to the first. But then they brought the first director back to edit the show. Oh, so, yes, and yes, so yeah. then it was. It just felt strange and like yeah, it was just it was really weird because they were trying to recapture that first the dynamic of the first series, which mm-hmm. they couldn't really do because there wasn't source material for the like you know in the same way so anyway i think um yeah just just keep it keep it contained i just think if you can't if you can't continue the magic then yeah bow out gracefully it's like like how some of the best shows that um freaks and geeks is a great example Mm -hmm. that was like didn't get renewed for a second season so there's just one perfect season yeah which is so sad because it was it was such a good show and you want more of it yeah no but but again also for its legacy yeah, people want to make money though, so that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Anyways. Okay, so moving on. Um, last week, Charlie XCX threw a concert on Roblox. The use of concerts in the metaverse is becoming bigger and bigger with other artists like Travis Scott, Ariana Grande, I think, and Doja Cat, I think, um, <laughs> doing them on Fortnite. <laughs> Sorry. Um, doing them on Fortnite. Um, our, I guess from this, our main question is, how the fuck do you have a concert on a computer game and is there a future in it? Hannah, would you attend a concert on Roblox? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Uh, I will just say, though, with this, like, <laughs> I watched a clip Same. from the concert. <laughs> my, first, my, f- <laughs> my first question was, is this live? Because I was like, if it's yeah. a concert... It should be live. Like the singing yes. and the music should be live. Totally. And it's not live. No. It's not. It's literally a video game with a special avatar of Charlie XCX and they're playing her music. Yeah. So essentially um, they – it's like Roblox or Samsung have paid to license Charlie's music and make her an avatar and they're marketing <laughs> it as a live concert because it's live streamed and – Look, it is a bit of fun. I kind of I, – I don't mind the idea of it, to be honest. I think yeah. as far as, like, metaverse things go, the ability for musicians to create cool virtual or visual experiences to add on to their music um, that they wouldn't necessarily otherwise be able to create yeah. is a really fun idea. Yeah. But I think at the moment <laughs> it's, um, it's not quite achieving that that type of artistic goal. <laughs> I I, I, kept, I agree. I kept seeing clips. You know how on The Sims when your Sims would freeze and they would be standing like with their arms both out and straight legs like a T, like standing like a T. It kept happening in the Charlie XCX thing where the Charlie XCX avatar was just standing in the T and glitching and the music is playing. <laughs> and, and 
And it looks like a sim. Like, uh, it looks like grainy and like a sim. And it looked terrible, apparently. Yeah, there were a lot of technical difficulties. A part of me likes the kitsch, lame, sims-esque vibe of it where it's just free and it feels shit and it feels like web 2.0. Is that right? Like, it feels like old web or something. It feels original. It feels like original internet. The original the glitchy, internet. Yeah. Like, it feels like Habbo Hotel, um, yes. Second Life vibes. Yeah. Sims yeah. vibes. And I Which like is that. metaverse. That is a form of the metaverse. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And I, I did like that because I was like, this doesn't feel like it's trying to replace an authentic experience. It just yes. feels like it's giving us a weird, funny thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, if it pivots to trying to replace the authentic experience of live music, I'm out. Absolutely not. But right. for these purposes, it's it was free, I think, as well. So who really gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. You know, it was if if they're trying start trying to make money from that shit, they can they, yeah. don't they can get fucked. But, yeah. but right now, it's silly and it's funny and it's okay. Don't really understand how who it's benefiting at all, um, <laughs> except so, for Charlie XCX's existing fans having a laugh. I. I don't know. Like, obviously, like, I, I have the same note that, like, mm. we can't pretend that this even remotely holds a candle to actual Mm-mm. live concerts. But as an adjacent additional thing, it's funny and yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I don't – I guess it's promotion for Samsung. I would guess that because oh, it's sponsored okay, right. by Samsung, I think that that's – it's potentially getting new users to Roblox and it's promoting Samsung. Um, yeah. My only real qualm with it, is can you call it a concert if you're literally just playing MP3s? You know, no, like and is that what they're actually doing? Well, I watched the video and I was like, hang on, they're just playing the music. I like. Assu- sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. No, you I assume? assumed they did something where they captured Charlie, you know, in the black suit with the blue dots. You know, like when they ha- when they do that oh. when they go in front of green screen for like Marvel movies or video games. I oh. assumed. I don't know. This could be completely wrong. Yeah. Didn't obviously research it. I assumed they put her in front of a green screen with the black dots and then she performed however – I don't know how many songs she did on the Roblox concert, say eight. She performed mm-hmm. eight songs in that outfit. It was like four. Right, four. Um, for the four songs. She did, did that and then they took her performance in that suit and then made her into a Roblox character from that. That's what I assumed. However, I could be totally wrong, and maybe she just sent them for iTunes MP3s, yeah, and and they just downloaded them and then animated a little cartoon character to dance well, around. Look, I saw the clip of her in the in the suit, and they might as well have not done that because that seems like a yeah. lot of effort considering what the end product was. <laughs> exactly. Because it was just like a gra- a grainy, pixelated avatar like that. Of an avatar that didn't even look like Charlie XCX anyway, which is fine. Like, that's all part of the fun. I just think if it's meant to be a concert, there needs to be a live element to it. Like, I, I feel agree. like Charlie XCX needs to be on the other end singing into a fucking microphone. Yeah, and I it's agree. And being broadcast into – do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. She needs to – I don't care if she's being auto-tuned or whatever. I just feel like she needs to have some live presence. Like, the idea of totally. just playing Charlie XCX music with an avatar, it's sort of – I just don't know if you can call it a concert. It feels like an additional no. sort of um, like a, you know, we've spoken about this before, but how when music videos first became a thing, there were mm. many artists and people in the industry that hated it. Yeah. Um, but I, I think this kind kind of is a mo- another modern comparison to that because it's an additional 
like TikTok is it's sort of an additional add-on to music. Yeah. yeah. But I just think that like if it's if it's not live, it's just like um, it's not a concert, an interactive version of like a music video kind. Yeah, of. Yeah, like, yeah, that is but it's true. Not a, yeah, and it's and it's it's not. Um, it's obviously like still uh, VR. Yeah, but like it's. I just don't think we can use the word concert. No, I mean I, I don't know if that's appropriate. No, no, no. I feel you. I think I can see a future in not in any of this Fortnite Roblox shit. Mm-hmm. None of these things where they're cartoons. But I could could see a future in making like concert going post pandemic say more accessible. Um, in they could potentially record a live concert or try and do it actually do it live, but maybe pre-record the concert at another yeah. in it say Charlie XCX performed yesterday in London right and yeah. they capture it with some sort of like 360 camera situation in which you can kind of feel and then they upload it and they whatever the way that they do it is you can almost feel like you're watching the concert live and you're yeah. like POV if that makes sense mm-hmm. so you can turn to the side there's real captured human beings next to you mm-hmm. like if, you know if you sent someone into a into a general admission area like mosh pit area had them strapped up with these three i don't know if this is fucking possible but had them strapped up with these 360 cameras experiencing the concert of charlie you know maybe she knows that they're there you know they they're close to the front or something and 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 it's sort of captured in a way that then they can can package and upload you know a week later and people can then buy tickets to that immersive concert experience obviously to reduced cost or potentially mm. offer it for free but move like you know that feels to me more like a worth it live calling something a concert more mm-hmm. something more worth it something actually breaking some sort of frontier of accessibility to like li- experiencing totally. live music um this roblox thing doesn't have anything to do as far as i'm concerned with experiencing a concert or live music it's just like a mini game on on I do kind of, I do still love it. Like I'm pro yeah. the Roblox thing. It's funny as fuck. Yeah. And I think everyone finds it funny. The glitching's yeah. all part of it. The like, yeah. I, I just can't. But um, it's not a concert. It's not a concert. Um, exactly. I, I also agree with you. I think, and I think that that's sort of where VR is. Eventually, they're probably going to want to ha- do things like that, where yeah. virtual reality really do- is either extremely lifelike or you're able to kind of. Um, make people feel like they're actually at a Charlie yeah. XCX concert, like the way that you're yeah. um, explaining it. So, but you know, as it is now in the in the Roblox era, it's another way to enjoy her music and I guess free. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I support that. Yeah, um, as long as it stays free and at no point do they try to make money out of something that shit, then that's fine. Yeah. Well, they make. I guess they're making money through advertising, like in terms of the Samsung thing. What, what even was there some so giant Samsung, Samsung phone on the stage or something? Samsung just – it's, like, sponsored by them. Right, right. I think it's, like, a yeah, – Charlie obviously was had to promote it on her socials and it was, like, a yeah. Samsung Roblox thing. So it's promoting yeah. Samsung and Roblox and by by that token they, they are making money off of it. But yeah. um, does Roblox cost money? I have no idea. I've never – I was reading – this article that was describing the concert, describing what it was like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like I was reading an alien language. The way that they were describing Roblox and, like, how they played on the Roblox. Um, Yeah. I was really confused. But kids play it, so I assume it has to be free at least on a base level. It's free. I just Googled it. Okay, right. But I assume there's some paid things. Exactly. Pay for coins or something. Yeah, or like how Club Penguin, which everyone should know Club Penguin is also a version of the metaverse. Um, but is it really? 
Well, like it's all, it's all virtual reality. I guess of. so, yeah. But P- Club Penguin, like as everyone knows, if you weren't a member, you yeah. had like a real – it was fun, but you couldn't – everyone wanted to be a member. Yeah, because you could get the cool puffins. Is that what they were called? Yeah. Were you ever a member of Club Penguin? I don't think so. Maybe. It wasn't cheap. I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm amazed that any child was ever able to convince their parents to pay for that. Yeah, I feel um, like I would get like – I don't know if there was an option where like, f- you know, f- you could get like a gift card, like $20 and it bought you like coins. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I probably right. got that, but I wouldn't have mm-hmm. been like a paying, ongoing paying ongoing Club customer. Penguin mm-hmm. member. Yeah. Um, but I was pretty yep. hardcore on The Sims. Yeah, but Sims is like you pay for it once and then yeah, exactly. you're good to go unless you're but, getting additional pack, oh, packs. We had them but all. I think parents feel okay about buying physical video games because they, mm. at least of our parents' generation, because they felt like they were buying you a physical product. Yes. But if they're giving you cash to spend their card to spend mm. on an online game, Dangerous. that probably feels more scammy to them or like not a real thing because they're like, well, where's the, where's the product? Yeah. Yeah. You Whereas know? a disc is like something you put. They yeah, buy you yeah, a yeah, disc. Definitely. They're like, cool. Well, I, I bought the disc. That's what I'm paying for. Yeah, exactly. Because if definitely. I'm just paying for you to have these little fake creatures on a online game, it feels, yeah. um, they'd rather not just really. pay for the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. before we move on. Quick word from our sponsor. This episode of The Second State is proudly brought to you by my $10 tripod from Amazon. Um, I bought a, a tripod for my trip, an iPhone tripod, so that I could record the podcast, and it doesn't work. So that's just really fun. Um, Does it have two I, legs? It has three legs, but they just don't, like, stand up. They're just, they're just falling. So I've got the tripod, like, leaning against a plant. I assume my lens, the, like, frame is going to be slightly lopsided um lovely lovely and uh yeah when i bought it it's one of those things where like the the, the packaging is like really blurred like there's these photos and text on it oh, that's shit. Printed yeah, yeah, yeah. and the inside of the box stunk and i was like cool cool, where cool. Did it come from? like chemicals you know what i mean when something's yeah, come out yeah, of a factory yeah. and it just smells sort of like chemicals and like musty and yep. I took the tripod out and I couldn't figure out how to like actually make it work. And the instructions were um, blurred in the printing, so I couldn't read them. <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah. So look, it was only $10, but like I just, I, it's really incredible that they make products that are that poorly made and like the yeah. plastic is so thin. You Don't know, you just say know- that about the child laborers who slaved over that, Hannah, to make that for you. I mean, it's not their fault. No, it's not. They got bad engineering. That's not their fault. That's that's yeah. the. I'm not blaming. Uh, you know, it's the. <laughs> yeah. Look. Um. It's just like the plastic on it is like so flimsy. It feels like the plastic that you get in a um a Christmas cracker. Yeah, right. Any little thing that if this tripod yeah. feels like something you would get in a cr- Christmas cracker. Yeah, geez, that's I'd be good. happy to get this tripod in a Christmas cracker. But yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah, that, that's that was worth feels. twenty cents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want me to bring this one to tomorrow? Yeah, maybe. We'll okay, we'll sort it out. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I just want everyone to know how much effort to the, has I've gone to, to. No, they know. Yep. Okay. All right. Moving All right. On. <clears throat> so. You may have noticed that Hayley Bieber joined the legion of other celebrities, uh, a legion, sorry, of other celebrities, whatever, start, and started her own, 
Sometimes I read these back. We've both said it. We said it at the top of the end. They don't make any yep. sense. She's yep. joined the Legion of Other Celebrities and started her own skincare brand, Road. That's what it's called, right? Road. Mm-hmm. Road. Uh, in the last couple of weeks. Well, bad luck for Haley, as she's already been sued for trademark infringement by a fashion brand of the same name that claims Haley tried to buy the trademark from them four years ago and they declined. They said they welcome competition, but just under any other name. This got us thinking about the nature of celebrity businesses entering the market and steamrolling smaller businesses that don't have the immediate customer base access, but also the huge spike in celebrity skincare brands and why that might be happening. Mm-hmm. Hannah, where would you like to start? Um, I guess we can start by just talking about like that that every man and his dog, like celebrities, yeah. have started it started as makeup brands and yep. it kind of still is makeup brands. I think the yep. latest one was probably Ariana Grande's REM Beauty. Mm. Um, but skincare has really become like the cash the cow that celebrities job. see as a, a way of adding additional additional monetization to their brand. Yeah. Um, but I think like the pandemic probably played a massive role in – the decline of makeup's popularity just because mm-hmm. people weren't going out as much and the increase in skincare's popularity. And so obviously um, big brands and things and yeah. celebrities had to find another way to continue that cash grab, but they've moved to another avenue that that works better than makeup did, you know, five years ago or whatever. Yeah. Um, I yeah, also think, think in in, in uh, just jumping off of that as well, mm. the makeup the makeup thing just got so bloated and overstuffed yeah. with so many brands. I couldn't. Yeah. It's just way too oversaturated. I couldn't There's tell so you who, many. Yeah. who even has them anymore because everybody mm. has one. Um, and yeah. it be it just unraveled very quickly. Um, and was very clearly all just a cash grab, really. Totally. By the end of it, and still is very clearly like that. And you know, you watch KKW. The fact KKW has shut down now, mm-hmm. and you're like, it's only a matter of time before the rest of them just throw the towel in. Because how can you possibly compete in a market like that where there's where there's um you know, a thousand options and probably all of your fan base is split between being a fan base of many similar celebrities who are also doing the same thing. So really yep. how many of them are dedicated to buying just products from you? Totally. Um, and this touches on the Hayley Bieber thing as well of, you know, I can't, what I don't get how like Hayley Bieber's management or who sort of encouraged her to start this skincare brand because because I find it very hard to believe Hayley Bieber, amongst all the other skincare brands that have popped up, has enough dedicated fans, people who are, are that into Hayley Bieber or look to her that much as sort of an, mm. a, a, um, you know, and has, has that closeness of a relationship with her fans that, that a skincare brand could, could ever really be worth it, like financially for her. I don't get it. No, neither. I don't, I don't understand. Neither. Who is a Hayley Bieber fan that dedicated that you would go, I'm going to buy? I know she would have some, but do, yeah. I, I doubt she has enough to sustain a skincare business. It just really confuses me. I don't know. Maybe I'm completely wrong. No, it's hard to know. It's because mm. I think that the people who are buying from these brands aren't necessarily us. I don't know. I don't really know who, who they are, to be perfectly yeah. honest. But they must... They must exist. be doing it. They must yeah. exist. Um, and I think that people, you know, the idea of buying a celebrity brand is interesting because it sort of feels as though you have to want to buy into 
their lifestyle. You know, right. if if a brand if a celebrity is representing a brand, you're buying their skin. It's like how so J Lo is a really good example of this. She's got J Lo Beauty, which is a skincare line. Yeah, she was famous um, for saying that. Got sorry, she's known for saying that the reason her skin is so good, you know, in her fifties, is because of olive oil. Um, right. Which is from eating it or putting it on her skin. I can't hear you. Oh no. Sorry, um, we've just had another technical glitch. Um, we're talking about JLo using olive oil and I yes. said, is, does she use it on her face or does she eat it? Well, apparently she uses it on her face. Right. Um, so, yeah, and like then in saying that she um, released her skincare line, which apparently like has olive oil in it. But what's ridiculous about all these skincare lines really is that the reason people would be inclined to buy from these people is because yeah. they have quote-unquote good skin yeah right um as though having good skin means you know about skincare especially yeah. when it's celebrities because they have access to so much so many skin treatments and like not even yeah. just treatments but like the you know personal chefs yeah um personal trainers like all yeah. different things that have a huge impact on your skin and yet because of the way that they, their faces look they are able to market skincare as though they um i think the way that they do it is either i have you know this is what i do to get good skin yeah. or this is what all the experts who i have access to tell me yeah to do. have told me to do yeah and so that's sort of the the way that they're marketing it but it's so yeah. it may, it feels really gross because it it's it all is just complete bullshit of course um, it's bullshit you don't need an eight step skin you actually just no, don't, you don't need you don't. because if you have acne that is that bad that yep. you can you are like you know genuinely having to implement an eight step skin routine or skin that's bad in whatever capacity oftentimes the only thing that's actually going to help is not an eight step skin routine mm-hmm. it is medication yep. or like you know more professional advice than uh Hayley Bieber has to offer yeah um via her products it's often often medical grade stuff mm-hmm. um and so any anything that tells you that an eight-step skin routine is necessary is a lie. It's a and lie. not just that as well is that Jessica Def- – I got this quote randomly on um, this beauty reporter called Jessica Defino. She's written for like yeah. Vogue and the New York Times. But she was on The Waves podcast, which is one of Slate's podcasts. But the mm-hmm. quote is, the basis of basically any product um, on the market is rooted in what does the skin already do and how can we outsource this function to a product to make money? And yeah, she right. was talking all about how all of these products that we're told to put in our skin, like hyaluronic acid as an example, mm-hmm. are things that our skin already makes. Yeah. And so the reason that those products have been made is because it's market is going, oh, well, our skin already has this function, so let's take that function and add it into a product yeah. because it's good for the skin. Yeah. But the reality is like – and she made this really interesting point. The reality is is that like – if somebody has issues with their skin, like acne or whatever, mm-hmm. is it's usually got a lot more to do with deep other issues from other places in the body. Yeah. It's not yeah. it's not like topical skincare is going to fix that, especially one bought from a celebrity. Yeah. Um, it's like your skin has a lot more to do with like your lifestyle factors. Yeah, totally. Like not just, you know, eating healthy and doing exercise, mm-hmm. but you know, your socioeconomic status, how stressed mm-hmm. you are, like yeah. how I able you are to just relax shit like that yeah. that has a huge impact on your skin and yeah weather weather like yep. so any genetics for the most yep. part genetics yeah and yet where you know the, the whole skincare industry really is kind of a lie and I, I think what adds to the sort of insidious nature of it is that it's now become 
really linked with the idea of self-care. Yes. Um, the idea that it's sort of this thing that you do to look after yourself. It's like a, a wellness thing. Um, when the reality is like if something like that is based in in looking good, like the point yeah. the point of doing skincare is to make it's yourself to look, look better. better, is that really actual self-care or looking after yourself? No. No. It's, well, it's buying – it's the myth of self-care, which exactly we've spoken right. about before. And mm. and also when we were sort of pre- uh, talking, discussing topics for this episode, um, I sort of brought up, and, and, I, and I do genuinely think this, I think that skincare is the new frontier for celebrities um, in terms of wellness culture and being able to capitalise mm-hmm. on wellness culture or self-care uh, culture um, is the new frontier because it avoids that murky water of the fitness industry mm-hmm. that basically like got towed the line of fat phobia because I don't know if totally. you remember but like remember when all celebrities started like apps like fitness yeah. apps and yeah. like they're all about like working out and like mm-hmm. everything their whole like um the whole way that they made money like in a separate way was all to do with exercise and and their best exercise mm-hmm. routines and this is how I got this body and rah 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 um and sorry that, to interrupt you but look at yeah. the look at the way the Kardashians yeah. have gone from marketing weight loss products like yeah. all they marketed was weight loss products in the yeah. early 2010s now yeah. it's all skincare and beauty yeah so yeah but, but it, keep going. it's sort of no but like even then it was weight loss products as in like your bloody sh- shakes and things like yeah. that yeah. but then it was you know, you've got to put the work in and exercise right. and this is what I do with my trainer and, you know, they were really focused on we train really hard and, da, 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 and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then now because that to- toes that line that that's now no longer palatable to the public, which mm-hmm. is because it's too um, focused on the body and focused on, you know, and, and has the potential to be fat phobic or whatever. So now they've gone to skincare because that avoids that, but it's still about making people look better. It's still about mm-hmm. self-optimization. Um, and, and, uh, like, yes. And, and, and fits nicely packaged into that self-care, um, rhetoric as well, but it's just complete nonsense. Like it's complete bullshit. And it's just a way, a new thing that they've introduced that people need to spend a lot of money on to perfect, um, in the same way that I guess, you know, before we didn't know that we were doing our makeup wrong and yeah. before that we didn't know we were exercising wrong and, mm-hmm. and or eating wrong and it's like now, oh, now we've suddenly realised we take care of our skin wrong and yeah. we're meant to have these huge skincare ste- or routines or whatever when in reality you actually just don't. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I really do think like skincare is probably the diet brand of our generation like i mm-hmm. think all these new celebrity skincare brands are like the new weight watchers jenny craig light and easy slim fast all this stuff i think yeah it's just um it's another v- version of aiming for flawlessness with the right products you can fix yourself and make yourself better and more attractive and here are this celebrity this celebrity and this celebrity who um personify that message but this is this one isn't as problematic because it's got nothing to do with your neck down <laughs> like you know what i mean totally yeah uh, I think to add to that, yeah, and I think why all why it's these types of things is that it's ultimately something that, for the most part, you don't have that that much control over it. Like yes. you really, unless you do medical interventions, you generally mm-hmm. don't have much control over your skin. Yeah, um, you don't have like you can can, but like it's difficult. It's yeah. your there are so many other things that impact it. Your weight, you generally yep. generally don't have much control over our weight at all. Yeah. Um, so those two things, the reason that they, they kind of work and the reason that as like things to market to people is that 
we can make people feel guilty or like morally wrong because we look at good skin or thinness as like a a moral thing. It's wrapped up in the idea of, of, of being good or better and yeah. if you have bad skin or you're overweight then yeah. you're yeah. not doing it right you're yeah. you're more there's there's something wrong with you totally um and it really works to market towards those problems or those issues because people f- it makes people feel guilty it makes them feel like yeah. they have to do something about it but you can keep selling to them because the products inevitably don't actually work yeah you know like yeah, that's exactly. the issue is that for some reason the products don't work but people are made to feel like it's their fault yeah. Like it's not actually, or it's, it's fixable. It is it's genuinely fixable. fixable but the, when, yeah. it's not. It's not has nothing to do with the product, but it has everything yeah. to do whether or not they're doing it right. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's on yeah. them. Totally. Um, and obviously, like celebrities aren't like Haley. Haley Bieber is not thinking this this yeah. deeply about when she decides to create a skincare line. Yeah, but it it does. I think these things are actually that deep you know no totally um, I, yeah i'm with you and and yeah. the, i guess one last thing and this is more specific to Haley bieber is that i'm you know how she's like violating the trademark thing of this company and now yeah. you yeah. whatever surely she had good enough lawyers to check that out beforehand like i would think that that's a very strange thing she's got herself tied up in because i doubt that that her lawyers would be that incompetent to let her go ahead and do that if it wasn't you know, i think that that sometimes these things are done intentionally. Yeah, Like I probably, know it's a little yeah. conspiratorial, but yeah. I do genuinely think it's what the Kardashians always do. Yeah. It's scandal marketing, basically. There's another yeah. word for it. It's not scandal, but like, um, you know, it's... All publicity is good publicity. Exactly right. Yeah. So like, we're not, would we have even cared about Hayley's road skincare or whatever? But no. hearing that there's a, a lawsuit and she's getting sued, yeah. kind of suddenly we actually look into it. So I, I totally, do yeah. wonder whether maybe they... I don't know. Who Obviously, knows? that's speculate, speculation and we, I can't yeah. verify that. But I do often wonder how much of the time that is the case. Probably. Probably. Especially when you're entering like an already extremely bloated market and you don't totally. have the fan base. She's not Rihanna. Like she doesn't have the fan base to Why? sustain that's this. That's the thing I don't get is like even when Ariana Grande or yeah. Lady Gaga, two, they both have their own makeup lines. See, I didn't when, even know that. Yeah. Yeah. When they both came out with their makeup lines, because Ariana's was quite recent. Yes. No, I know. I remember. And I'm just, yeah. when she came out with it, I was like... Why do why? you even want to do this? Like, there's so many. So why bother? Like, just don't. Are they bored? Like, I don't. I don't get know. Why. I don't invest in shares or something. I know. Like, I know. You don't need this. Anyway. If you really want to, like, I think what's gross about it as well is it's like they make us. They're trying to make us believe that they actually really love makeup and I want know, to create this amazing brand. It's like if you really wanted to be a business owner and create products that you cared about, you wouldn't do makeup or you wouldn't I do know. skincare because it's I clearly know. you're jumping on a bandwagon because it's you can. And the other before we move on, there's the other mm. thing I think is interesting now is and what celebrities creating beauty brands has sort mm. of shed a light on is the way that these brands are structured because. Yeah, you know, with Kylie Cosmetics, how uh, it was owned by Seed Beauty or, or manufactured yeah. by Seed Beauty, and you know, people realized that the products were incredibly similar to Seed Beauty's um, color actual. Yeah, right, right. And so often the celebrity, it's not like the celebrity owns the brand, and they're like, too, they're not no. going out of their way to pick where it's being manufactured and testing all the products. Like they don't, yeah. they're not hands on. Half no. the time, they're literally just like. A manufacturer, a parent company, or whatever, has like gives them the product, gives them yeah. the product, and they've slapped their name on it, and yeah. it's coming from elsewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like there's so. Uh, it's a very, no, very rarely do the people that do the you know celebrities themselves actually have a 
a hand really in the in the creative process. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. One second, Hannah. Can you stop making that noise in the kitchen, please? Um. Anyway. Uh. Sorry. Um. Yeah. No. I agree with you. And uh. Also, what's um. I think the new angle of that is now they're pretending that they're really hands-on. Totally. Um, and so it's, yeah, it's it's like a new tra- marketing tactic being like, mm-hmm. no, I am, I'm a good celebrity that goes yeah. to the factory. Like, you know, yeah. and then, yeah. At least so when it was like, you know. Cycle. Sorry. At least it was when it was Britney Spears' perfume. Like, no one thought that she was like. No. Well, she was just probably never p- even smelt it. No. But no, yeah. but we didn't, because of social media, we never expected her to be like involved in the process. Yeah, yeah. We just knew, people knew, I think. Totally, um, yeah. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. All right. Shall we? Yeah. Okay. We're doing petty grievances. Um, okay. My first one is when you're driving in the car with someone who isn't paying attention to what lanes are doing ahead of you and then gets stuck behind a car turning right. Yeah. And oh, then can't yeah. get into the left lane to yeah. like go past them. It fucking annoys mm-hmm. me. I'm like, you should have been watching. You should have been watching. Yeah. Yep. yep. No, I agree with that. Um, I have one commuting. Mm. Just commuting. Oh, it sucks. I just think the fact that we have to take time out of our day to get to work. Yeah. That is such just dead space. It in is. Time. It sucks. I try um, and like literally do work phone calls in those times mm-hmm. to like at least have some then it's not just this benefit of that yeah. time. Yeah. 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 Um, and next one is um, when people don't wash a dish properly and then put it in the drying rack. My housemates now are fine, but, but fuck, I hate it so much when you pick something up and you're like, this has actually got oil in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. I hate it. Yeah, yeah it makes no. it's or very bits annoying. Of food or, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, Disgusting. yeah. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, winter? Really? I like winter. Yours are really specific. Mine are yeah. much more Quite broad. general. I like winter. winter. Yeah. I. It has its parts of it, but for the most part, I'm like, I'm ready for this to be over and for it to be warm yeah. again. Yeah, I yeah. like. No, it is really cold at the it's moment. It's so cold. I just can't. Yeah. I just don't like the cold. So. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, my last one is, this is my classic and everybody who knows me and has known me for any amount of time, um, knows that this is the thing that sets me off like fucking nothing else when people use my phone charger and they bend the cord. Oh yeah. This has been my thing for probably upwards of 10 years. I remember you, you actually, when we were trying to come up with names for the podcast, you suggested one of them was don't bend my phone charger. (laughs) And I said, I think that one might be a bit niche. It started because my sister, who I just yelled at before, um, she would use my fucking charger when we were in school, like when I was like 14 or 15, and bend it to the point where it would break. And Mm -hmm. people always use your charger and then use their phone on the charger and bend it. And I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you're using my charger. Is that what you mean when they use it and they bend it against like a surface? Well, yeah, like, you know when you're, like, using your phone charger and it's, like, bent back underneath it? Oh, that So spot. then it starts yeah. splitting. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. don't – if you want to do that with your own charger, go ahead. Go get your own fucking charger totally. then. Don't do yeah. it to mine because yeah. mine's pristine. Yeah. I just feel like people – people never borrow my charger, so I just, like, never yeah. – never You're either the risk. person with the charger or the person borrowing. Right. Maybe, and I, I never borrowed a charger. I always use your charger when I come yeah, to the yeah. house. But I usually no, bring well, mine now, actually. Anyway. Yeah, you're good. Um, well, my phone's never died, so there you go. Yeah. Mine, I'm the queen of having a dead mm. phone. Mm. All right, my last one is dry lips, which is sort of adjacent to winter. Nah, that's 100%. It's my horrible. lips are so dry at the moment. I've, like, got a split. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so it, painful. It. You should start anyway. a skincare company. Maybe I should. I think, so. I think I should, yeah. Yeah. 
No, I feel that. Dry lips suck. Yeah. Okay. If you listen to this far into the episode, um, could you please comment on our latest Instagram wish, wish, post? Say bon voyage, Hannah. Yeah, can you please say bon voyage, Hannah? Yeah. That would be really nice. Um, please follow us on Instagram, follow us on TikTok, subscribe to our YouTube channel, leave us a comment on any of said social media platforms. And also, if you haven't reviewed us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please do. Um, yeah. because it's very it really does help us and we do notice and yeah thanks to everyone who already has but if you thanks, haven't thanks guys yeah please do all right bye bye, bye.